do you have a podcast song that like gets you in the mood that do you have like a fight song like a Dwight Schrute like a Dwight Schrute sales song oh I definitely have I definitely have a fight song I haven't told you this no oh man I gotta play it for you oh let's do it let's get pumped all right hold on all right here we go ready oh let me get let me get this uh comes yeah okay we're uh here we go ready please say it's Britney Spears please be I've got two I've got two all right um don't go chasing waterfalls all right hold on uh and and just the McDonald's commercial. Yeah, did it? That's my psych up song. I'm loving it. Okay, Scott Storm, you're ready over and over again. I just listened to it once, and I'm all ready to go. That's it. Scott Storm, you have a major interview today for a job that is critical. Hold on. Do you need this? Hold on, just one second. I'm loving it. Ready to go. Oh, big guy. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Yep. Here we go. Let's see. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest place on earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bob Sons and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about new announcements and new controversies in the Disney park, a mini review of the newest Star Wars show, and in our main segment, our favorite and not-so-favorite Disney ride vehicles. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my co-host, a rattling glass of ice, a Rubik's Cube, and the guy holding them, Aaron Absolute Humidity Robbins. Welcome. Check it out. Welcome, my friend. Hello. Thank you. Check it out. I've got my my Russell Cup from Up, and there is no ice in it. I am swirling. Do you have any liquid? you have any liquid whatsoever in that cup? I do. It's not just empty. I am swirling. There's no clanking. All of our listeners, the, uh, the outrage... Uh, can can be pacified. <laughs> Wait, I have no ice. We, this that. There's no Rubik's cube around. It, everything there is definitely. Safe. I definitely heard, and I know you also heard from a couple of different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of listeners that were like, uh, I got a couple of questions. Like, what, what was that sound on the last episode? <laughs> Just mostly through the whole thing. It was like yeah. a clinky clinky sound. It's a, what was that? Because you called out a Rubik's cube, and I want to be like, it wasn't just a Rubik's <laughs> no, no. cube; it was also a glass we of ice. We have taken precautions here at the bobsled part of the bobsled and Bantha Studios, yes, and they have we, you, we've Aaron proofed the area. Aaron is wearing a, a sippy cup hat. He's <laughs> yeah. got a hat with two thermoses and a straw going into yep. his mouth uh, that he's going to keep very, very still so that he doesn't uh, sl- uh, slosh yep. or jostle it in any I way. I had a team come in. They took away all things that click, clink, rattle, and roll. It's safe. We're ready to podcast. Well, we'll see. Okay. We'll see I know. I know. If I hear a fidget spinner going, I'm going to... I'm going to take issue with our intern. That's for sure. That's for hey, sure. how uh, how has your week been? How's your week been? Uh, I think it's been going pretty good. Uh, it's going good. Going really good. Like, is there I, any, anything of note to, uh, to, of, no. to discuss? I've been hanging out a lot with you in person. That's that's yeah. We you know we have note. done a little uh, in real life type of stuff, and it's it's felt really good. Yeah, it's been I've been great. really happy to hang out with you. We had the opportunity to just sit and have a conversation face to face. You guys almost Socially got a distanced. secret episode, listeners. You almost got oh, a man. secret episode. We went to the podcast bunker. It didn't work out, but it was fun. We had a great time. How's your uh, week? My going? week is my week's been good. Yeah. You know the, uh, the 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 podcast studio in the backyard continues to evolve. I uh, ripped down another shed. Wow. Uh, I, again, this is uh, shed number three oh. of five. Three of five. Uh, 
but it's uh, it's going well. And uh, I had this experience where I, it, this one is a like a metal shed that's all um, screwed together by sheet metal, right? And so I'm up on top of the roof, unscrewing the top of the roof in order to be able to take the top off. And at one point, I don't know what happens. All I know is that I'm on a ladder leaning over onto the roof, unscrewing the roof, and suddenly the roof buckles. It pushes the ladder out from underneath me, and the entire roof collapses, <laughs> and I almost fall into the shed with it. That is hilarious. It was harrowing. Yeah. Harrowing is the word if I would use to describe it. were 1993, I would make an America's Honey, Funniest Home Videos joke right here, but no. It's, oh, yes. It's, it's, you know. Can you believe that show's still on? I know it is. It's down like, to just an acronym, that... though. It doesn't even have a title. It's just an acronym. I know. They just call AF, AFV, yeah. right? They just call AFV? Yeah. I don't... How How is that... How does that show even exist? That's... You know what? That's for the Patreon. That's well, they, for the Patreon. <laughs> that's for the so, Patreon. Good weeks and a fantastic episode here on episode 13. I thought that we should do maybe like a Haunted Mansion episode because of the 13th right. thing, but it's not October. It's it's full full summer is coming upon us. So we decided we'd take a different approach. Plus, there's a ton of really fun things to talk about. So many fun things to talk about. You want to talk? You want to start off? Uh, you want to get to the news right now since we got so many things to talk about? Yeah, should we yodel? Let's yodel in the news. <laughs> Okay, so the first thing that we need to talk about is Disneyland released a little bit more information about their health measures that they're going to include uh, as they reopen. Again, uh, for those of you who don't know, Disneyland plans to reopen on July 17th, which marks the 65th birthday of the opening of Disneyland. Uh, a very poetic thing that actually brought tears to uh, to Aaron's eyes the last time we talked about that it was the uh, ice. last week. That was the ice. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. You just spilled some water on your face no, and it just I, started to I, drip down? I cried ice. It's a condition. You cried ice? Yeah. Because you're, look it up. you're Google a, it. your heart of stone. All muscle and tattoo. You're just crying ice. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Is it a family condition that you have? With the masks in the park, I've watched a few SoCal Attractions 360, a YouTube channel that just kind of does these sort of walkthroughs of rides. And here's the thing. Let, yeah. me, let me ask you this. There's a lot of videos yep. in, in these rides that show people in the park that that show people either waiting in line or they have people that are giving instructions about how to ride the ride, board the ride. They're giving backstory and none of them have masks. And for the first time in yep. my life, I had this experience where I'm like, everybody watching this video is in a mask, but everybody that's on this sort of ride pre-boarding announcement video thing doesn't. And, it, and I was like thinking, like, is there ever going to be a time where that feels weird and we have to go reshoot the space mountain opening and all that i was gonna say do you think that they need to reshoot the boarding announcements with everybody in masks i i don't for a lot of rides but there's this one that's opening at uh, universal florida the jason Bourne experience yes and and there was there was some pre-recorded video of like oh see other people are waiting in line and they're moving through it and i was like dude this was none of them are wearing masks yeah and they were really close together i was like man they're packed in like sardines yeah Yeah. this was shot this was shot months ago because this is not current uh like and they have to decide if they have to reshoot that so i don't know what do you think do you think it matters no, I don't think so. I mean, I think everybody, again, everybody wants to not be reminded that they're wearing a mask. And so to see it, it it's, you know, th- this reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen a lot of uh, news reporting right now, but there's a lot of news reporting where you have a, a reporter that is not around anybody, not interviewing anybody, talking to a camera and full on wearing a mask. Yeah. And it feels very weird. Yeah. It, it's a, like, who are you wearing this mask for? Is it the camera guy? Because yeah. he's definitely six feet away from you and nobody else is around you. So it feels like it feels like they got a letter from, uh, you know, from the, the cor- corporate overlords that says, like, we need to yeah. establish that wearing masks is completely OK totally. and acceptable. So everybody's wearing a mask at all times. So I think if I was to go to 
you know, uh, on an attraction and I'm going to see a boarding video and everybody's going to be in those masks. Like, yeah, that may represent the time that I'm in right now, but I, I think we can all agree we don't want to be in this time. So yeah. can we just, uh, you know, just get rid of the pretense and just know we're wearing masks, but the people that live in those boarding ride videos for the rest of uh, eternity, yeah. they're, they don't have to wear masks. Putty from uh, Soarin' Over California, Soarin' of the World, he does that little, yeah. and don't forget these little guys. Way to go, champ. And he put the, puts yeah. the mouse ears underneath. Right. They got to switch that and out. Now he's, yeah, he's got a little mask. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't forget <laughs> these little guys. Way they to go, CG champ. a mask, yeah. like a Mickey, uh, Mickey mask. So uh, what's this news item that they are? Well, there's going to be lots of there's going to be lots of masks at, at, at Disneyland because yeah. they're going to require them for everybody that's attending. They're going to be requiring them for all uh, cast members, which I don't think that that's surprising in any way. They just when Disneyland announced last week that they were going to be opening, they said that they were going to be having health and safety precautions, but they didn't really outline what those were. Right. And now there are new gu- guidelines posted on the Disneyland Resort that says we're going to be doing masks. We're going to be doing temperature checks, which was another really? thing that at one point we, you and I talked yeah. about and said, oh, it's interesting because uh, Universal I- is doing temperature checks, but Disney World is not doing temperature checks. So now Disneyland, at least, is saying we are going to be doing temperature <laughs> checks. I'm assuming <laughs> that that applies to Disney World as well. But to be totally uh. honest... Like, I, you know, I'm not doing in-depth journalism here to try to figure out uh, what the health and safety protocols are between Disney. Parks I'm just imagining point. the first YouTube video where the guy's like, no, I don't do it on the forehead. I, it's all, you know, it's only accurate backside. Let's let, let's, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> That's it. I want an accurate Maybe. reading. I'm not going to risk my vacation on a forehead scan. We're going. We're go- <laughs> do you know the amount of money I spent to exactly. get here? Listen, let's go. We're going to do this. I'm we're fine do with this. it. You're fine with it. Let's get down to business. Oh, man. The, the, the poor health officers at, at Disney. Again, these poor cast members that are going to be having to take temperatures and then like let, let's just let's just focus on the fact that they're going to be taking regular head temperatures yeah. right like the contactless temperature but that is your first point of guest disappointment yeah. and potentially the biggest point of guest yeah. disappointment like i i don't think that you could pay me enough to be there to basically be a magic killer yeah. for families yeah cuz that's that's pretty much it's pretty much what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, it's an interesting time. I don't know if you can ice cube your forehead. I don't know if somebody uh, heats their forehead just to make the thing say like 147 as a joke. I don't know what kind of humor that ensues from this. I don't think it's funny, <laughs> but secretly, maybe I, I think it's a little funny. I, I I wonder. I know I know you're 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 making riffs here. Yeah, you're making riffs. I'm riffing. Uh, I ice cubing the the head down. Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, like if you are a family, yeah. I'm not suggesting that anybody do this. Right. Okay. But if you are going to game the system to guarantee that you're going to get in, and if the and if the decision is anybody who is running a hundred point four temperature or greater is not going to be getting in, aren't you just going to hedge your bets and pop a couple of Tylenol before you go through the go through the the turnstiles? That's interesting. It's not like there's not a precedence for this. I mean, I know we're we're, we're all kind of tongue in cheek and half joking and riffing, but there there is. It's not like there's not a precedence for this. P- parents do weird things to beat the height restrictions. I'm totally right. against it. I think that's uh, not a good thing to do. And even I, like I've even thought about like ah, I. It's fine if she goes on the ride. Just just lean up a little bit, hun. Just lean up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just lean up a little bit. So it's just, it's, there's a precedence for it. I just, yeah, you're taking it outside the park to the temp check. I get it. Uh, speaking of, of gaming the system, uh, true story. In the character department, of course, uh, you are uh, cast into your role uh, it, it, as a, as a walk around character. Uh, you're cast into your role based on height. And, <gasps> uh, and, and those who are on the bubble between heights 
sometimes uh, they 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 tamper with uh, uh, with shoes yeah. and socks and double up on on socks or uh, or, or wear wadded up socks underneath yeah. their regular socks in order to boost them up a little bit into the next uh, height level. Wow. Right, that's yeah, a little a tip. Little, that's a little inside tip. Interesting a, new story. Should we move tip. on to the next one? Yeah, of course we should. Okay. Um, so here's an interesting one, uh, which is just a third rail of issues yeah. uh, as we go into it. But there is a, a big uh, push right now, a big petition for Disney fans saying that Splash Mountain should be rethemed because it is a ride that's inspired by Song of the South, yeah. a movie that has a very troubled Disney history. Yeah. And I'll just put that lightly. Um, for sure. There's a there's a lot of movement behind this right now, and a lot of fans are calling for its retheme. The suggestion is to retheme it to uh, a Princess and the Frog ride, and this is really okay. only hitting at Disneyland, not so much at Disney World, even though Splash Mountain <laughs> is both at Disneyland and Disney World. And so, there are a lot of different ways that we could slice this story. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure which way is the best way to slice the story. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I'm there fine are a couple slicing of it up. I don't care. I, I my my first you want to slice this yeah, up in a couple slice different it ways. Up. My first question is, and 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 as we go into this, like, please understand, like, Aaron and I are both very very sympathetic to what has been happening as a result of the killing of George Floyd. Like, we we are there, and so these issues are Disney is not unaffected by these issues, right? I mean, these issues will come into the berm, uh, despite the amount of sheen and magic that disney puts up to try to keep these types of social issues out but this social issue happens to be hitting uh with with regard to a movie that is very again culturally inappropriate very problematic yeah and this ride is based off that movie the question that i have is is there that much of a connection between splash mountain and song of the south to merit this type of movement yeah when michael eisner greenlit this he wanted to make sure to distance the characters that are in Splash Mountain as far away from Song of the South as possible. So you don't have the main character, Uncle Remus, in the ride. Oh, yeah. Um, you don't have any of the problematic depictions uh, from Song of the South. I both err on the side of, like, Disneyland itself is supposed to be a movie, right? You're supposed to be walking down the red carpet, and you're probably like, yeah. so, so it is supposed to be removed from that stuff. But at the same time, I've had this, it's not like I haven't ever had this thought before. Right? When I heard this, I was like, eh, I'm not for changing things right away without a lot of thought and a lot of making sure that we're not actually doing harm. Where our, our goal as a society and as a culture is to do good and to promote wellness and goodness and uh, yeah. furtherment, yeah. all that stuff. So I want to think about it for a second and make sure that, that this is good but i'm also at the same time i was like yeah that's that's just probably about time like i wondered kind of you think so I, for me and and my family's a huge fan of that ride for me to have it changed to princess and the frog not that i get to have like a a, a like a, a thing that means something to me in this like I, I don't think that i deserve that or need that but uh my youngest daughter who just loves this ride she doesn't know anything about that stuff she just likes talking bears right. and she likes it it right. makes her really scared and every time she rides splash mountain she feels like she conquered something and that makes her feel very yeah. good uh, and so she really likes this ride uh but princess and the frog was the first disney movie she saw mm -hmm. we watched it the night she was born uh we watched it and so i think that would be very special for her to be to have it be the princess and the frog so i think um that sound that song of the south is problematic I don't think the Splash Mountain characters are so like they're not tied to Disney so much that people are like Splat. You can't get rid of Br my my youngest might, but I don't know. They're they're just <laughs> they're not such heavy hitting characters where I, I where I think retheming it uh, is a problem. 
That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I like that you said that because I feel somewhat the opposite cool. of that. Let me hear the uh, counter. Because it, there, there's a part of me that feels like, well, how many people that are experiencing this ride even understand the connection to Song of the South? Yeah. Clearly, everybody that's riding this ride understands the connection to Zippity Doodah. Yeah. And that, oh, okay, well, these characters are from Zippity Doodah, but the vast majority of the characters that are in Splash Mountain are not in Song of the South. Yeah. I mean, you only have Brer Bear, Brer Rabbit, Brer Fox. And so I'm and the whole curious Bunny, to know... the whole Brer Bunny family. And the Brer Bunny family. My that's gosh, true. they're that's so true. emotional. They're like, like they're so upset. Come on. Listen, they're, listen, they're, they're very upset. You're eating the nervous. world's largest carrot. Like, you fu- you're fine. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of them. So it's got to it's gotta last them for okay, as long as fair possible. Enough. The, the, I, I just, I wonder, I wonder how many people that are experiencing this ride have this thought in their head of like, oh, this, this, this attraction is tied to something that is really problematic yeah. in our history and in Disney's history itself. That's point number one. Okay. Point number two is it is a classic, it's an amazing attraction. Yeah. And any type of retheming, I think, would be really challenging because it's so the the theme and the story and the ride is so intricately woven. You're together. talking about the drop and the rise and the briar patch. How like the the right. the the, pit, the the crux of the, the the whole experience is the briar patch drop that has to right. totally be rethemed and rethought out. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I hear you. And then and then the third issue is whether or not princess and the frog is the right movie to retheme totally the right this movie. ride to now uh now i i'm not a huge fan of princess and the frog yeah. i i enjoy it but um and dr facilier is like one of my favorite villains of all time can we get a scott has, storm it's fine it's fine okay <laughs> that's that was a good it. one solid thank you that was a solid one uh but dr facilier that's a two thumbs up for me yeah all right friends on the other side that entire sequence mind-blowing yeah like so good like some of the best of disney animation period but the movie as a whole it's fine i think i think in terms of geographically where splash mountain is located it's it's on the bubble of new orleans square so you could annex that that ride into new orleans square right wow you're really that makes sense critter country with just almost nothing yeah you're leaving it with winnie the pooh that's that's it. it And and the and hungry bear restaurant, delicious cookies, yeah. But that but that's it. Yeah. So um, uh, so I I don't know where I fall on this, but I think the 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 nostalgic in me, the one that that experienced Splash Mountain and loves Splash Mountain and loves taking my kids on Splash Mountain, like I don't want to see Splash Mountain go away. Uh, but I also can't deny the fact that this whole entire ride emanates from a very problematic part in Disney history. Totally. I like the Princess of so. the Frog idea. I feel like that's pretty. I feel like that's controversial for me, who's a I would consider a Disneyland purist. But I think it would delight my youngest daughter, and ultimately, that's what I. That's why I go to the park. So there you go. So let's go move into something that is not nearly as controversial, oh and that is. Oh my goodness! Oh man, uh, EA announced uh, that Star Wars Squadrons is launching on uh, Xbox and uh, PlayStation on October 2nd. taking flight October 2nd. They didn't say that. I said that. This is a first-person dogfighting game. Yeah, Uh, Star Wars dogfighting TIE Fighter X-Wing game. Yay. How do you feel about this? I'm assuming I know right now. I'm very excited. I've watched the trailer a couple times. The the visuals are great. I went through a little exercise. Go ahead. No, no, go. go. I went through a little exercise. I don't think we can do it right now, but it would be fun. But I was trying to equate uh, each of the the uh, 
the rebellion fighter vehicles to yep. characters you would have met in high school. And I was just wondering, like, oh. is the Y wing band camp? I just I don't know, or, or like the X wing. You know, I I just don't know. Oh, but man, I'm excited. That's an interesting an interesting discussion. What what's your feeling on the Y wing in general? It's just kind of are, like, are you a fan of that fighter? It's my least favorite of the while. Oddly, this it's is an my odd least pull. favorite as yeah, well. Is I love the B wings, man. It's such a funky little. Oh, I love the B wings. Such a funky little ship. Or here's my question. Ship. Yeah. Here's my question on the B-Wings. Do you believe that they should fly uh, cockpit at the top, or do you believe that they should fly cockpit on the side? Yeah, I feel like that they should fly cockpit uh, on the side. I 100% agree. Because it's right, cockpit that's on why. The side. It's the way, the, the cockpit, the entire ship rotates around the cockpit, yeah. and, it, and, and it's made to fly on its side. Every single time I see it flying like a T... I, I I get irritated. Maybe it's I'm always honest, flying the right, maybe it's always flying the right way, but the camera's turned wrong because in space nobody can hear you tilt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so you're pretty excited about this game. I'm excited. First person shooter. You would think a game like this would be a uh, a third person. Uh, it is a first person. Oh no no no! I'm all over this being first person yeah, because cool. I I don't know. Did you ever play X Wing versus Tie Fighter yes. or X Wing or Tie Fighter? Yeah. Yep. I uh, played those. Played Rogue Rogue whatever Rogue Squadron whatever it was. Right. Still, uh, still to this day, some of my favorite Star Wars games uh, and, and some of my favorite video game memories of sitting in TIE Fighter or X-Wing and just playing it as a simulator and just being enthralled with the idea of dogfighting in space. So I'm actually amazed that it has taken this long to put out at a true spiritual successor to X-Wing and TIE Fighter. Yeah. But I am super psyched about this. I love the fact that it's a five-on-five yeah. uh, multiplayer. I love that it's all in first person. And, we're going to do uh, some live streams of it. I'm calling it right now. We're going to do some live streams of it. It's gonna so be I was going to say, we're in a squadron. We need to find three others yeah. in a squadron with us. Yeah, we need three, uh, three uh, other you, people. One thing about the trailer that I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh-huh. and this relates to an overall theme of this podcast, Ooh. which is stormtroopers are merciless, loyalist killing machines yeah. and should be nothing but that. Was it odd for you in watching this trailer that they showed the TIE pilots yep. and uh, and the TIE pilots take his helmet off and you see all the TIE pilots with their helmets off yeah. and, and then there's like the Imperial commander that's like, you are the last vestiges of the Empire and they're all just like, mm-hmm, yep, we sure are yeah. as opposed to having them just all with their helmets on and just look like black skeletons. Is the Death Star deli still open? Because I told it was, I was, <laughs> I was told it was still open and I'm hungry from the dogfight. Uh, I wanted to get that. Hey, uh, I put a mobile order in for my sub. Uh, can I up? get that? Because I got to take off pretty soon. <laughs> if you're done, I don't want to interrupt what you're doing with the whole hurrah thing, but if you're done, I got a sandwich. So uh, it was a little weird, mostly because when I was a kid, you know, I, I didn't picture there, there were people inside of there, like me Ever. people. Yeah, I, I pictured Ever. they were mechanical or they were something different than than what than just like a guy takes off his uniform and sleeps in a bed with like that's any complains about his pillow at night like right. i just never thought that um so yeah it was a little weird i did like that uh i did like that that painted helmet that was like it had oh, yeah, red the, in the middle sort of like a red skull yeah yep mm-hmm. i kind of like that good news yeah, item if, love it if you have not seen this trailer uh you absolutely need to to check it send out send an email uh, to info you, at bobsleds and bantha subject uh squadron let me see the trailer yeah and then we'll send you a link to the YouTube link. You can be in our I squad. Mean, you could go on YouTube yourself, I guess, and, and look for the trailer. But why would you? You can engage with us, and we'll just send you the link. Yeah. That's what we'll do. If you like hey, video um, games or have kids that do, come fly with us. October 1st, join our squadron. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, Disney's Mulan uh, is now going to be historic. Live-action Mulan, a historic moment in Hollywood. Do you want to know why? Yeah, I do. I'm dying to know why. 
because it is going to be the first major blockbuster that is going to reopen movie theaters. Wow. It, is, it is going to determine whether or not movie theaters can ever exist financially or economically again. Wow, what a lot of weight the on the rest that movie. of time. Yeah, no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Uh, apparently, what happened was uh, so uh, uh, Tenet, the movie by. Most of that trailer, when Tenet was in the movie there, most of that Tenet trailer, I was trying to figure out what the name of the movie was. I was like, it's Tencent. It's Tencent. It's Tenly. Oh, it's just, it's a palindrome. Got it. Palindrome. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what I love? Again, callbacks to our other episodes. Uh, palindrome and uh, homonym. Yeah. Uh, just constantly reoccurring on this on this show. I feel like we should have, I feel like we should have a, 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 a T, T public t-shirts that have the definitions for palindrome and homonym yeah. on them. The secret of homonym. Christopher Nolan. That's who it is. Really? Christopher Nolan's tenant. Christopher yeah. Nolan's tenant. Well, that's, then you that's know what it's going to be good, right? Nolan. Uh, the famed auteur, Christopher Tenet, Christopher Tenet, Christopher Nolan's tenant uh, was supposed to come out. It was supposed to be yeah. like the, hey, this is the this is our flag in the sand. And then they move, they pushed that date out. And now Mulan took uh, the July 24th spot, which originally was supposed to go to Jungle Cruise. And now it's Mulan. And so now uh, the the litmus test of whether or not people are willing to go back to movie theaters all rests on the live action Mulan movie, which is really too bad because that movie looks really good. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like Disney is just positioning it for failure uh, by, by doing this. Talk about looking good. Are you seeing me on the Zoom chat right now? Oh man, you look—you've never looked better. Oh, uh, we're going back to grammar, of course, because as you know, I'm in the the grammar guardian. Uh, oh, you are the grammar guardian. How, how much uh, of it is it just? How much is it just terrible to you? Like an affront to the world that palindrome—the word palindrome—is not a palindrome itself. It's not a palindrome. Isn't that lame? It does feel weird. I mean, it's not unlike onomatopoeia, right? Which is also not onomatopoetic. Yeah, onomatopoeia. Right. Onomatopoeia. Oh, it's, yeah. It doesn't. It but, doesn't uh, describe what it is. I went ahead for you and I wrote down what palindrome would be if palindrome were a palindrome. My challenge is to use to say palindrome as a palindrome. I wrote it out for you. Palindrome and menor. Oh, man, this is going to be a challenge. Palindrome and lap. Right. Also, but, a fun resort in Middle Earth. Palindrome and Yeah, it's where I spend my summers <laughs> when I'm in Middle Earth. Yeah, is that, do you have a timeshare there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a timeshare yeah. with that. Do you have a. Is it the same week that the orcs are there? Because I've heard that's a terrible week. Yeah, it's not a good week to Nothing go. against orcs. Nothing against orcs. Yeah. I'm just saying that I've heard that the orcs that have yeah. that timeshare are always are not exactly complaining racist. about what's on the menu. It's terrible. Great views. Yeah. Great views in Palindromorp. Dr- 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 yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, what are we moving on to? I feel like I should put some music in here to segue into uh, another segue. Absolutely. Why don't you put some music in right now? Okay. For generations... The Jedi Order have been the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy. Now, Padawan teams must endure three challenging rounds of Jedi trials to become Jedi Knights. Go, 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 go! From the strength trials on a distant world to the knowledge trials aboard a Jedi Star Cruiser. Your answer is correct. Yes. Only one team will have what it takes to enter the Jedi Temple. Use the Force, use the Force! Face the mysteries inside. Here's the circle plug. And prove their bravery to become Jedi Knights. We got this. I believe in you. Go, 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 hurry. Push in this thread. Push in this thread. Hey, Aaron, did you, uh... 
did you get a chance to watch Jedi Temple Challenge? We talked on about this on an episode. Star a Wars episodes. Kids, yeah, on a couple episodes ago, we talked about how they were going to release Double Dare meets uh, meets Jedi meets Star Wars thing, and then I was flipping right. through YouTube, and there it was, and I literally had a little kid moment, like, all right, everybody, just sit down and settle down. Everybody, just stop talking. <laughs> stop what you're doing. Dad wants okay? to watch a kids everybody game show. Knock it off yeah. for a moment. Dad's watching a kids show. My kids always come down and like sit on the corner of the couch, and they see what's on YouTube, and they're like, Dad. What are you watching? <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? How old are this you? This is that Jedi Aren't show. Aren't you in your 40s? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wading through them. So yeah, I watched the first two episodes. I think the third one actually dropped today as of recording this one. But okay. I watched the first two, and I have some thoughts on on what it was like. How about you? Did you get I, Did you get a chance to watch I, them? I got through. The, I watched the first one. Okay. And uh, and I said to my kids, "Hey, uh, listen, guys, I really want to watch Jedi Temple Challenge. Uh, will you watch it with me?" And they said, "Why?" And I said. <laughs> Well, because I'm going to be talking about it on bobsleds and I will watch it by myself, but I don't really want to watch it by myself. Will you watch it with me? And my kids being the supporters that they are of this show and just uh, and just them uh, desperately loving and loyal to their father said, yeah, we'll watch it with you, dad. Right on. So we sat down and watched the first episode. And uh, what what, do you think? I'll give you my uh, 30 second review of it. The uh, the set and the 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 way that everything's designed, like it seemed like they did a really good job with that. The the initial yeah. the initial stunt section, the temple, like everything they put they put more money than I think they needed to into that. It looks great. The yeah, lightsaber sure. collection is great. Um, I wish it changed episode to episode the stunts, but they're they're great great stunts. Oh, I was going to ask that because I've only seen the first episode. So d- is it the same thing? Yeah, is so it far it's all the same course? stunts, and okay. but they are really well done. It really feels uh, Jedi and Star Warsy, and yeah. it, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then they go into a a, a story challenge thing. Uh, which is again, that's the set is amazing. That is my least favorite part of it, where they're having to listen to an animated story and then just sort of right. answer questions. So, so it's it's set up in like a, a three act show, yeah. right? Act one is the physical challenge of the show, or at least the initial physical challenge of the show, which is set up on sort of like an indoor looking, uh, like looking set, right? And they they go through a bunch of different uh, obstacles in order to assemble a lightsaber, right? Yeah. And the first two teams that assemble that lightsaber, they get to move on to the second round. Totally. And this and the second round is on a ship. Yep. The uh, and it's like. It's like listening retention. Yeah, it basically, is. What it is. It's a listening retention. Yeah, game. it is a listening retention game, and then they the the winner of that gets to go. Uh, they take their holocrans and they go into the Jedi Temple, which again is themed well. There's a neat like dark side thing, which actually gets utilized on the second episode, so you get to see what that's oh. like when they. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, and then just my the major takeaways. I'll just give you two points. Is it's kind of weird that they don't win a prize at the end. It's kind of weird that it's yes. just like it's like cool, man. Thanks, have fun. And is the is the prize the lightsaber? Is that the prize? I guess I guess so, but they don't win like an NES eight bit like home entertainment system or like or like a BMX bike, <laughs> yeah, or, or Bitcoin like or anything a, like or like a new LP yeah. uh, player, right? Yeah, they don't. And then or uh, ham radio. The only other weird thing is it moves at such a quick pace that what what those shores are about are are getting to know the kids and kind of seeing how they work together as a team. And it's just so lightning fast that you're really only watching the stunts and the things and none of those are that exciting like there's no story there with the kids i thought the exact same thing and now these episodes are like 24 minutes 30 seconds something like that so they are about the runtime of a a broadcast tv show so it's clear to me that they assembled this with the intention of commercial breaks they just don't have commercial breaks because it's on youtube but i'm thinking Wait a second. Double Dare was also cut to be a 24, 30 show or maybe a 25 minute show, something like that. Maybe 26. Like, okay, so they they had an extra two minutes. 
But man, like double, I, I don't remember Double Dare going this fast yeah. at all. And it felt so breakneck. Yeah. Like the editing, the pacing, everything felt so breakneck that it was almost distracting for me. Totally distracting. Last thing I'll say about it is also the editing style of it is done uh, with multi-camera stuff. So you can tell that yeah. some some elements you're watching that are later in the episode were actually recorded earlier. And so it doesn't feel fair. Like you never really know who's in the lead. You're just sort of kind of trusting them to tell you who assembled yeah, sure. it first because everything's kind of edited with multiple cameras. So you can't really tell. You can see the teams completing a stunt where the, you know they're already done with it, but in the next shot, they're still doing it because they're trying to yeah, show a different yeah. team. So I didn't, I didn't love that. And I think, unfortunately, once you've seen two of these, uh, there's not, think it's the same yeah, thing there's not a huge reason to keep watching this thing. Now, what's the difference between that and, let's say, Classic Double Dare, where you had, uh, you, you know, you had trivia questions that went back that and forth was the difference is when the, and, in double dare when they answered the trivia questions i i was participating with them because i was thinking yes. did i know the answer to that question oh they didn't know the same answer or i thought i was right and the kid was actually right so he's smarter than there was just you built this relationship with them because of the trivia that broke up yeah, the early you, stuff did you ever have the strategy when you're watching double dare did you ever like concoct this strategy where you're like uh, you're watching the other teams and you're like, I know that team doesn't have the answer, yeah. so I would dare them yeah. so that they double dare me so that I can Absolutely. Then, uh, that's the, that's get the why answer. that show was so genius is there was like strategy to it and then randomness to it. And like yeah. some of those stunts were clearly not fair. Uh, but it, totally. <laughs> yeah, yes. It was just great. Yes. This doesn't really have any of that, unfortunately. It's still a wonderful themed Star Wars experience. If this were a attraction at Disneyland or something where you could go film this, dude, uh, my kids would be over some moon yavin four over the moon yeah over over the twin moons of yeah. uh you know of endor yeah how many moons are there on endor i don't know endor? is yavin a moon a four, i just moon. threw out a yavin reference now the actual star yavin wars fans are upset with me i was gonna say the twin moons of tatooine but i know we don't know that tatooine has twin moons right we know they have tattoo one and tattoo two yeah anyways um yes if this thing was at like I want this thing to be at a Disney park. Yeah. I want this to be a thing where they grab a bunch of kids for multiple shows, sort of like the, you know, the trials of the Jedi temple. Is that what it's called? Trials. Of, yeah. Trials of the Jedi temple show. It would be great if they had this as like an indoor show that kids could do and they participate. I would love to see this. Yeah. I, I, would, I can't wait to, to sign my kids up for this and have them wait in line so they can participate in it. I really enjoyed the show. I thought it was fun. It felt very fast to me. I'm interested in watching another one, but if you're telling me that it's basically the same thing over and over again, I could see growing tired carbon, of it yeah, carbon copy episode to episode. Unfortunately, a carbonite copy, I think, is what you. Yeah, mean. that is absolutely. Um, oh, that was fun. Yeah. I I love that they're doing this. Yes, I agree. Uh, I wish that there was like a larger prize at the end, like you won this. Yeah, but I'm assuming it's just the lightsabers they get to take home. Send some I kids to Disneyland or something. I feel like that third team, I feel like that, that team that gets kicked out first, like they're only on the show for like five minutes. Oh yeah, totally. Like they're, they're gone yeah. and they're like, hey, thanks so much for playing. Get out of here. Oh. Like there's no, there's no consolation yeah, prize. No, there's no, here's a little metal You just metal don't exist anymore. It's like the snap. You're just gone. Yeah, you're just gone and nobody ever hears from them <laughs> yeah. again. They go away in defeat and they're completely depressed. Uh, why don't we talk about the, uh, the best and worst uh, ride vehicles at, at Disney? I'm going to do another musical break. That's why. Interlude. Awesome. Thank you. I that work hard awesome. at that. I have so much Disneyland music on my computer, though. Well, the the most impressive thing is that you are actually playing it yourself. Like you have to get all the instruments out. Yeah. 
you multi-track record it and then you play it for all our listeners. Very true. And I don't use microphones or anything. I use a, nope. I use a phonograph and a, That's right. a little chisel. I chisel out the records. You chisel it out. Yeah. You've got a, a wax cylinder I that, do, you, yeah. that you spin over and over. I, again. I make fantastic. the wax myself from bees in my backyard. It's a whole production here at Bob's. It's, and it's guys. really impressive. Yeah. Everything you do is just Thank very you, impressive. Sir. I, Thanks for noticing. I, take, I take my hat off to, to you. Uh, hey, best and worst ride vehicles at Disneyland. You know, something that separates Disney uh, it, that that did separate Disney, in some cases still does separate Disney, from other amusement parks is like the sheer variety of attractions and ride vehicles for those attractions. And so I think this is a great time to talk about what our, our favorite and our least favorite ride attractions are uh, at Disney and maybe even outside of Disney. What do you think about that? I think uh, I, I understood the rules for myself to be my, my, my top three ride vehicles. This is not the ride. This is not a comment right. on the ride. This isn't a comment on how much we love the ride or how classic. Just the sitting and going in the vehicle experience. Uh, I, I kept myself to just Disneyland, uh, but then I'm going to do my least favorite ride vehicle of any theme park at the of, end. Of all time. Of all okay, time. let me ask you a question. Again, so let's let's set the ground rules. Correct. Let's you cannot use the, Indiana Jones. Spaces. At all. At all. For any of them. Well, if you want to make you Indiana not, Jones your least favorite ride vehicle, you can do that because that would be interesting. But no. You, you did not inform me. I did not. I know. Whatsoever. I know. I didn't. And, and I object. I, I, I object I, to this rule. In terms of how do you define a ride vehicle? So, and what I mean by that okay. is, do you define it as the technology or the actual vehicle itself? I think in this case, it can be it can be either as long as it moves and is part of an attraction. So if it okay. moves right. and is part of an attraction, that would include the seats at Honey, I Shrunk the Audience or something like that because okay. they move yep. and they're part of the attraction. Okay. All right. So uh, you want you want to start with our, our favorites? Yeah, let's start with our favorites. I always feel like it's I always feel like it's fun to start with our or to end with our least favorites. Yeah, that's what people yeah. are listening Create for. That they don't care what I like. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Okay, so hit me with one of your favorites. I'm going to go ahead, and I got a little. I got a little trivia thing to ask you after each one. Not like a contest. Just like, what are your thoughts on this? My my favorite. Uh, one of my top, in no particular order. First one would be Peter Pan's flight. Uh, uh, the a, galleons. Yeah, hanging track ride. Uh, two or three, I think, to a car. You're in a little. Yeah, you're in like a little pirate ship, and it hangs, and yep. it's cool. Um, and so this ride, uh, this ride, these ride vehicles were manufactured by three different companies at the three different parks. And your task right now, Scott Storm, is to tell me which one has the coolest name. At Disneyland, okay. Peter Pan's flight was manufactured by Cleveland Tram and Rail Company. In Walt okay. Disney World, it was uh, engineer made by the famous Aero Development. And in Disneyland Paris, it was made by Zamperla and Bartala. Ooh, man. I Zamperla. mean, the pure use... The pure use of a Z in anything is really going to be a top a top rated choice. With so that I'm going to say in the Zam- middle? Zamperla. Yeah. yeah. Was it Zamperla and Apala? Is that right? Bertala. Bertala. Zampala and Bertala. It rhymes. Like, there's it's got just an so much ampersand there. and it's got a Z yeah. in it. A Z and an ampersand is going to take Dude, yeah, it it's o- over the top. I mean, I was I was with you on what was it? Arrow. Aero, what was the second one? Arrow. Arrow development. Hugely famous uh, ride manufacturer. I was with you on aero development until you threw out a Z and an ampersand. You like Peter Pan's flight? You like, you like, who doesn't yeah. like Peter Pan? Listen, if you don't like Peter Pan's flight, you're either dead Ooh. or you're, you're, or you should be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's not cut. Uh, just, yeah. I'm not going to mince words here. Yeah. Peter Pan's flight is a national treasure. Okay. It is phenomenal. It deserves the ridiculously long lines that it has. It is 
Uh, it's beautiful. I believe Isaac Asimov said, now I know what if was it Isaac Asimov? I think it was Isaac Asimov said, now what I know, now I know what it feels like to fly out of a nursery window and over London. Like Isaac Asimov yeah. thought that that was an wow. amazing ride. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. Don't you apologize. For, Nobody knows I apologize what you're talking for my about. Factual inaccuracies. When I said Isaac, famed science fiction writer Isaac Asimov, what I meant was famed science fiction writer Ray Bradbury, yes, sir. who wrote Walt Disney and saying, quote, I will be eternally grateful. Today I flew out of a child's bedroom window in a pirate galleon on my way to the stars. Yeah, that's nice. So, if that is not a ringing endorsement for how fantastic Peter Pan's flight is, I do not know one. I don't know one either, unless Isaac Asimov there. said something good. I'm sure Isaac Asimov liked it as well. He was like, it's fine. He's like, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, I love I love that a lot of the ride vehicles at Disneyland, uh, there's variety to them. So as you're waiting, as you get close to the getting on, you're looking at the pirate ships and you're saying, am I getting a striped flag? Am I getting a gold one? Am I yes. getting, I like that. Oh, I hope I get this one, right? Yeah. yeah like and you this. Start, I hope like, I get this color. You start counting and seeing how many people are for it and then you know which one you're going to get, but then sometimes that group splits in front of you or they're like, no, we're, oh, we're taking three splits. singles. And you're like, that's right, man. So yep. that's why they just got to let one go because there's, oh, you know, there's a problem with that seat. We got to let that one go. Yeah. Away. Peter Pan's flight. What's your top? What's one of your tops threes? Oh, well, I'm not allowed to use this one according to your rules. So I'll just throw it out here. Okay. Uh, the EMVs from Indiana Jones Adventure. Great ride vehicles. Probably uh, the, the enhanced best in the motion park. vehicles. Uh, just in, again, we, we've talked about this on our uh, top 10 secrets or more of the Indiana Jones Adventure. But the EMV, the genesis behind that was, of course, Tony Baxter, uh, a patron, a living patron saint of this podcast, uh, took a look at Star Tours and said, hey, we've got a, a motion simulator for Star Tours. What if we put that thing on four wheels and sent it careening down a hill? Totally. Uh, what could go wrong? And they all said, Tony, I like the cut of your jib. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's, let's, let's rip the top off of this thing. We're going to make a, a moving motion simulator. And that became the EMV. That thing, it bucks, it bronks, yeah. it, it pitches, it yaws, it, it does everything. It's got lights on it. it should do. It's got lights on it. It makes it feel. It uh, it it does hairpin turns. It may it starts and stops. Uh, it it sputters. It it dances. Yeah. It, it basically is. It is a character of the ride itself. Heck yeah. Uh, do you want me to do my number two? It's a good one. You ready? Well, what do you I mean, EMV? I mean, give me your responses on. It. Uh, yeah, that's why I said you couldn't use it because it, it's obviously because the most, it's just so it's obvious. Such a great vehicle, it both technology-wise, the theming of it. You believe when you're on that thing. If all goes south, we could probably just drive this thing out of here. I mean, it's probably like a functioning. If we car. had to, yeah. If we had to, yeah. I, I but it is very fickle. Let's be honest. It here. does. It sputters and pops it's a lot. Very. It's yeah. It's very fair weather. It's like if if basically if you if you drop a uh, stay, uh, a paperclip on that track that thing's shutting down <laughs> it's not going anywhere something reflective okay? is on the track yeah listen either i have a very clear surface to drive on or i am not driving at all I used and to, it's going to take 3 hours to reset this thing there's a scene where uh, where it does one of its waits to see how far the next vehicle is when it, it goes in to a, uh, an S turn that's completely dark and then it breaks down on purpose for a second yep. and the yeah, length yeah. of its breakdown has to do with something else going on in the ride and when I was I don't know in my late 20s I just I didn't like that part where we just sat in the dark the whole time and I was always yeah, like, it's, like it's I'm scary a, you? yeah scary I'm like oh bit? I'm like a grown man but I'd also like under my breath be like okay we get it <laughs> let's go anytime now, <laughs> anytime uh, now. there's a lot of booming sounds <laughs> yeah. and this thing isn't moving I don't and wanna... I'm getting a little 
I'm feeling a little claustrophobic. Oh, totally. Maybe that'll come up in, in another, I don't know. But yeah, I actually did not like that part of that ride. I was like, does anybody have a lighter or like a phone with a light on it? Let's just, just to make sure we have light. Just to make sure, just so I can see where I'm at. Okay. Definitely. If it's okay. And anyway, flash photography is okay right now. All right. So EMV would be my, is one of my, absolutely. Tops. It is the top. It is the best ride vehicle from multiple categories. My number two, I want to, I'm anxious to hear what you think about this. Cause it's kind of, it could be controversial, could be hugely oh, controversial, but I have a little, I have a little factoid oh, about it. I, I, I got, I, I think I, I already know what it is. Ooh, okay. I, I go ahead. All right. I'm going to see if I'm, I'm going to see if I'm shocked. Uh, it is the submarine subs. Oh, that is not what I thought <laughs> wow. it was. So I am shocked. Wow. Interesting. So the submarine subs. Who else does that? Makes an actual ride vehicle that is below water, that sits that many people, uh, that loads and unloads the way that it does. Uh, also, there's just... That's commissioned by the Navy. Yeah. The Navy commissioned the fleet of subs. And a little factoid is that, uh, you know, it went down for in 1996, yep. five, something like that. They, they, they... I, was, I was there for the last ride. Aw. Uh, before it reopened as the Nemo subs. T- Tony, I, the, uh, I just Tony happened to be there that day. Tony Baxter had a quote about that, about the last day of the subs operating. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, kind of like, this is a sad day. Like this is it, like, it, it was, it was a neat quote. Was it? I'll, I'm eternally grateful today. I flew off a children's nursery. <laughs> it was well, over the streets of London. Well, trying to read was? a science fiction book. Yeah. Big, big <laughs> sci-fi reader. Uh, but so they closed the attraction down to, to like not have it be, you know, the, the, the subs that it was and to try to think up a new theme for it. They were going to make it Little Mermaid. They were going to make it the Atlantis after that yeah. Michael J. Fox Atlantis thing, which I love that movie. It te- I love that movie. It bombed, but I love yes. it. It's a great movie. That's totally, they were yeah, going to theme it it's after that. Movie. They didn't. Uh, it did finally reopen as Finding Nemo subs in 2007. But before that, they had some, some Navy guys come out and look at the subs and say yeah. like, hey, we don't. We're not really sure we want to ever reopen this ride because they're submarines and they're sort of expensive to like operate and repair. And so they had some people come out and looked at them. They said, oh, no, no, you're, you're good. These things should last till uh, for another 40 or 50 years. So just keep that oh, in mind it- when you're riding the subs in 2040 or 2050. If you see water coming in, you heard it here first. Just lift your feet up. Yeah. Lift your feet up. Or uh, or just uh, just wear a pair of uh, flood pants. I have a two part question wear- for you. You have kids. Your kids have all been on the subs. You went. That's you correct. Took them there. Uh, have you ever yep. had the experience on the subs where somebody definitely has a baby with a dirty diaper? Question one. Question two. <laughs> have you ever been that family? Was that, was that me? <laughs> yeah, have you ever been that family? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say no to both of okay. those. No to both of those. Um, no. Thankfully, thankfully, I we have certainly not been that family. <laughs> And I think we have since been spared uh, the dirty diaper submarine ride for 15 minutes or however yeah. long that that uh, that attraction. It's a is. stretch. We've had we 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 had it one time and we're like, oh, that's unfortunate. And then we had it another time, and and my wife and I were both like, come on, people, seriously, you, you do a check before you get on the ride. And then I'm like, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's oh, no, it was totally oh, us. Boy. <laughs> Nothing you can do, folks. You got to finish that Finding Nemo. Listen, you're underwater. You can't get out. Nothing, you you can't you can't surface. You I love it because every, in theory, every porthole is its own experience. There's a left and yes. a right, and they they are mirrored experiences, but they're not mirrored identically. Especially the first two minutes of that ride before you go into the the caves. The what you see on the right and left is slightly different. So I just like that. Who does that? Who makes a sub? Real water. That's great, my number two. What's your number great, two? Great ride vehicle, never to be duplicated again. Right? No, That's yeah, you can't thing. do that in California now. No, you're never going to do that again. Yeah. ever. Uh, it's not in Florida. Uh, it's, it, this is the only place you're going to experience it is in, is in Disneyland. Um, one of my, uh, one of my favorites is the Omnimover, uh, just a classic ride attraction. 
utilized uh, uh, to a limited extent in Disneyland. Yeah. Of course, the Haunted Mansion has it. Yep. A newer version of it is an Astro is uh, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters. Yep. A newer, newer version of it is utilized in California Adventure uh, in the Little Mermaid ride. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, uh, created Adventures uh, Through uh, Inner Space new- used the pretty much the exact same ones as the Haunted Mansion. It does. Yep, and and that was uh, and the term Omni Mover coined by. Uh, other living legend for our podcast, Bob Gurr, the uh, the creator of uh, the uh, basically everything that moved to Disneyland uh, when when it opened and within the first ten years. So uh, it named named he named the Omni Mover. Uh, I, I think it probably works in no better place than Haunted Mansion. Yeah, the idea behind it, of course, is uh, it allows the imagineer to control where people are looking so as you're moving from scene to scene they can light it they can have effects and and point the guest exactly where they want the guest to be before swinging them around to another scene it is constantly moving it is beautiful it's uh, it it makes you feel like uh, it's very intimate you have your own experience when you're inside an omni mover because it's uh, again it seats what three people at the most something like that Mm -hmm. Uh, and just a, a phenomenal ride. It's the little things in that ride too, like the the the, the beveled over the top, the fact that it curves yep. over the top of you, and it curves just a tiny bit on the sides where you, if you want to, it ex- cuts off your periphery. Yeah, exactly. It cuts off your periphery. So if you if yep. you ride it the right way, and and not like a, a new person, like I ride it and lean forward and try to see anything, but if you just sit back right. and relax, it's not uncomfortable, which is a plus, and it yep. really does just put you like you're watching a movie. It, it you should definitely ride Haunted Mansion that way. Just sit back, relax, and let the ride vehicle do this thing. I don't have that kind of discipline. I lean forward. My our kids now ride in their own. You're not at that age where your kids can ride alone, right. but uh, right. ours ride alone now. I ride with with the wife and the kids ride together. And you know, so are you are you pe- peeking out to watch them? I like to see doing? what they're doing. You know, there's the there's right before you go into the clock room or, or the hallway. A lot there's a scene there where you're able to actually knock on the back of the Omni Mover ahead of right. you. Yep. And so yep. that's kind of a it's like a bro thing to do, but people do it. Uh, that's that's not the worst bro thing <laughs> in the Haunted Mansion. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, just reciting, reciting the ghost host, right? Uh, the, the worst thing you can do in haunted mansion. And I'll tell you right now, folks, I am guilty of that. Yeah, you're, I, apologize I imagine we were you. talking about calm before the storm being like, okay, Scott. Yeah. You oh, know it gosh. all the way through. We got it. We got Listen, it. There are a lot of regrettable things that I did when I was in my twenties. Yeah. <laughs> One of the most regrettable things I did was recite the ghost host spiel, uh, in the stretching room. And I apologize <laughs> to everybody for that. Oh, that guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was that guy. Yeah, and you try to win that, that when that when the hanging. Yeah, we part get comes. it. You're a Disney fan. Yeah. We understand. You like yes, you cue yes. the hanging part. Uh, I don't I don't know if that happens in Walt Disney World, but you know in the yep. Disneyland one when the hanging guy comes, not yep. the hanging guy, and then you scream. Yeah, and you just go like yep. you cue it with your hand. You're just like and there it is. And oh, like, I never did that. Yeah. I never did that. I wasn't that. I wasn't that bad. Okay, I wasn't that bad. Uh, but yeah, there's oh, that's listen. We're gonna have our we're gonna have our confessions okay. of of a Disney fan uh, episode. I'm giving you a sneak peek. That's one of my biggest confessions of a Disney. Should we fan. move on to uh, number three for me? Absolutely. My, my number three is actually, and this is a new one. This is a new one. It's the Smuggler's Run motion oh. cockpit from Galaxy's Edge. Okay, now you'll have to take me through this because again, I have not experienced Galaxy's Edge yet. Yeah, it's just an it's it's you know it is a motion simulator, but it is a super themed motion simulator where there where you're alone in there. They'll let you touch anything that's going on in there, uh, button wise. You know, you keep your hands yeah. to yourself, but you can touch you can touch any of the buttons. It's got the light speed levers, which they got feel, switches. By the way, do they have switches in that? I think like it's a, mostly, like at the top, you know. Yeah, it's it's mostly buttons and uh, like the steering things, the uh, steering uh-huh. kind of things, and then the light speed. You know, the light the silver the light, light speed, speed levers. Lever, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The OC register reported early on that the cockpits had 200 fully functional buttons. That seems really high for me. There's six seats in it, two pilots, two gunners, and two engineers. And I think each of them only have at most, I don't know, 10, five working buttons. Well, how do you define fully functional? Yeah. That it presses presses down and makes the clack sound? Yeah, there you go. If that's the case, then the Q has a thousand functional buttons because they, they make the clack sound. But I don't know, as a kid to walk into the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon and sit down, even at 44 or whatever. Like, that was yes. an amazing experience. Like, it felt it felt real. I was almost like, you guys all need to wait outside. I need a few minutes, just me and Chewie in here. Get out. Uh, see, now that's... I I'm, I look forward to the day when I can experience that. I'm hoping that that's the experience that I had. So it's, it's very uh, gratifying and validating for me to know that you had that experience, that it really does feel like you are in the cockpit of the Millennium It super Falcon. does. Let me ask you this, though. Do you, because the Smuggler's Room has a, a healthy single rider line, Do you, for you as a dad, is that more important to experience that with your family altogether for the first time? Or would you ever consider doing it single rider for the first time to have that young Scott Storm, Star Wars nerd, just, just a private experience for yourself? Which is more important uh, to you? I, I, would, I, I don't think I would. For my first experience, I would never experience it by myself. Okay. I, I feel like I, I would be robbing my kids of having a family experience to do this together. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, it's similar to when the movies come out. It's like, this is the opportunity. We'll only have this one opportunity to have the first shared experience together of a Star Wars thing that none of us have ever experienced right. before. And so to do that without them, uh, I would feel bad. And I know that they would just... Oh man, with that resentment build. Okay. Oh, yeah, it, would just be, hear, yeah. it would just be simmering and it'd just be always one of those like, Yeah, Dad, how was that Millennium Falcon yeah, ride? Did you like that? Huh? With what your new you, family? Did you like that? Oh yeah. Oh you, uh, I hope you and the five strangers that you experienced it with had a fun time. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, there's 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 just no way. It's there's so no fun way. in those rides in Disneyland where you where you do get two to added to your group and you don't know them, but then you kinda become like you talk to them on that ride. A shared experience. Yeah, yep. and, and then you kind of talk to them a little bit afterwards, and then you don't talk to them at all when you're back out in Galaxy's Edge. But then later in the day, you see them on Big Thunder, and you go, like, you're like hey, do, do we do anything, or do we not? Like, do we give them a wave, or do we we just don't? They're just strangers. You, I was gonna say, do you acknowledge them, or do you no, not acknowledge no, them? no, no? It would really no, depend on. It me. would really depend on the couple. You know, I'm just I'm just very surprised that in your top three, would you? So you think Smuggler's Run is is your top third ride vehicle? Yeah, I'm just I'm interested in that. That's uh, it's Star I, I Wars. Would not have picked it's that. It's so uh, it's so you know well done. Uh, the experience of sitting there, the way yeah. So for me, it's a very like that is a thing that I've wanted to do since I saw the original movie yeah. and thought. Uh, not only will I never be able to do this, like they're never going to make another movie. Like what I got is what I got. Yeah, sure. And so I've gone yeah. from what you have is what you have to. Like I got to pull those lightspeed letter levers. Like, yeah, you got. I, to I got to do that. Like that to me, that yeah. meant something. Oh man, I can't. Wait. Oh, when I can we go down? When can we go do this? Uh, I, I, we can. We can try to sneak in on this seventeenth. Uh, it sounds like. Now you got to get a reservation. I know we're not going to get a reservation. Who do we have to bribe to get a reservation? By the way, I asked my oldest. I said, "Hey, would you like to go down with Aaron and his family? What What would you think if 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 the if the storms went down with Aaron and his family?" down to Disneyland together. And he said, and I'm not kidding, straight-faced, there is nothing I would like more. Yeah! There See? is nothing you got I good would kids. like more. Here's how we do Scott Storm family. We do Gibson Girl ice cream on the way in and yep. on the way out. And on the way out. That's And right. maybe midday if you want. I don't know. It's Disneyland. You're going to walk a lot. It's okay. Listen, it's okay. Yes, I agree. It, uh, a double Gibson Girl day is a good kind Heck of day. Heck yeah. Let me hear your number Absolutely. three. Uh, okay, this is a general boat ride. 
Anything that's about Okay, ride. so that would include pirates, storybook, small world. Exactly. Small world, pirates, storybook, canal, bo- uh, canal boats, anything that's a boat ride. I'm not going to include Splash in here. Okay. Uh, because it's not the traditional boat ride, but small world, pirate, storybook, canal boats, any ride that allows you to get into water and float along as you see a story unfold in front of you yeah. is a magical experience. Nice. It's just an absolutely magical experience. It, again, it's one of those things that they don't have to do. Disney could easily just put a track on there, put another Omni mover in there, and just, you know, or, or the Fantasyland sort of pretzel-styled uh, ride vehicles and just move you along a track. But instead, they fill an entire canal with water, they put a boat that floats along gingerly, and you just have yeah. this uh, very serene uh, 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 floating sensation as you go through any one of these rides. What if I made you pick one of the boats? Small World, Storyland, uh, Story, uh, Canal, or Pirates? Because yep. they're all slightly different. Small, uh, small World is smaller. Storybook Land, you, you sit on the side of them to sit some degree. Side, yep. You, you kind of side right. saddle sit them. And then Pirates, a more just straight on experience. What, what if you had to pick one? It's not Small World, so we can rule that out. Well, you know, that's why I'm pausing right now. Oh, wow. Because it may be Small World. Wow, okay. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, and the reason why is because in terms of serene floating experience. This would be the Walt Disney World version one there where you have Infinity Edge because in Disneyland, it's Canal. The Small World is Canal. But in Walt Disney World, the water goes beyond the canal. Isn't that, is that correct? That is uh, that is true. That is true. It does go beyond the canal, and so it does feel more open. Boy, I, I can I can tell you, I really struggle between oh. pirates and small world, and and I say that I think just because of the potential experience, like yeah. the potential guest experience and the interference with the show in pirates is much more egregious, potentially egregious than in. That's small true. World. That's fair. Yeah, I would say on so, pirates. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You never know what you're going to get on pirates. I would say three. Like you never know if you're going to get somebody just yeah. flashing photography. It happens the all the time. time. Three, or, three out of ten yes. rides are spoiled by like some couple in the front that is just like, oh my gosh, is that Donnie Depp? And you're like, hey, right, exactly. Settle down. And you want to go, hey, listen, <laughs> this is someone's first time, okay? <laughs> exactly. This is someone's first time on this ride, and it and you you are ruining it. Yeah. Just like Stop just like that TikTok-ing. jerk in in Haunted Mansion that was talking yeah. during the entire spiel. <laughs> like this is someone's first time that you are ruining. Nice. So, yeah, there you go. So that's, uh, yes, any boat ride. Now, interestingly enough, there is no boat ride in California Adventure, is there? Uh, Grizzly River Run would be the only thing that qualifies. And yeah, raft That's ride. a raft yeah. ride. That is a spinning, yeah, uh, yeah that's a spinning. A, rap- a rapids ride. Yeah. yeah, but there's not like a, there's not a boat dark ride. Correct. It's really surprising when you think about that. Like, there really needs to be a boat dark ride. Yeah, yeah I think Little Mermaid would have been a classic candidate for that, but no. One would think, one would think. All right. All right, so those are, those are my tops. Um, you got an honorable mention? I do have an honorable I have an honorable mention, mention too. We're in sync. All right, why don't you, you go with your honorable mention. My honorable mention. mention is any of the horses on the carousel because they're all jumpers. Oh, they're all sweet. wonderful, and they all have unique names. Everybody should have your, your favorite. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, pick, a, pick a horse, any horse you want. Find out what its name is and then make that your horse. Everybody picks, picks Jingles, the lead horse, so pick a Jingles. different one. Uh, De- Jingles, the Mary Poppins horse. Yeah, right? d- d- uh, pick, yeah. Uh, I'd pick Dabloon. Dabloon has a golden tooth. They're all different. They're all handcrafted. You go, you go online or go to Disneyland, pick your horse, make that your family horse, and then try to get on it for every trip from now until you stop going. Uh, or you know That is a great tip, a great suggestion, and one that the Storm family will absolutely implement. Yay! 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like a great honorable mention. My honorable mention is actually outside of the Disneyland Resort. Wow. It is primarily in the Walt Disney okay, World Resort. Okay, that's fair. And, and I don't know what this ride vehicle's name is, but it is the moving theater seating. So uh, in, in attractions such as uh, what was the great movie ride and Ellen's Energy Adventure, both of those uh, which are, are no longer with us, um, there was the ride vehicle would be very, very large seating. So you would sit about eight to 10 people across and multiple rows back, about 12 rows back. Oh, wow. And so they would, and, and they would also all form together as if you were sitting within a theater. Wow. So uh, the ride vehicles would break apart and one would follow after another within the ride, uh, within the attraction itself, wow. the show building itself. But it just always had a very, cool effect i think the best effect was in uh the world of energy which then became ellen's energy adventure because you started out in a theater watching a movie screen and then after that movie was over a door would open up to the side of you that you did not see because you were in a dark uh, a dark theater the door would open up the side of you and fog would start rolling out and then these these theater seats would then split apart and then start going through a dark ride into the prehistoric era it was just an amazing experience. Yeah. So that's my honorable mention. Yeah. I think that uh, John Hammond from Jurassic Park continually quoted as saying, spared no expense. But spared you look no at the expense. ride vehicle for the, for when you're looking, when you're going through the biology lab and the, and they're just, it's kind of a stand, it's cool, but it's just kind of a standard ride vehicle for that Jurassic Park in the movie. I always wonder what, what was the point there? Yeah. Like they were, I guess it was, uh, you, you were taking a, a trip through the lab. Is that ultimately what was yeah, going to happen? It was an amazing way to have exposition in your movie. Like what a oh, genius movie. way to do exposition. But yeah, as a theme park, I don't know where people yeah. are waiting in line for this or how they're like getting on and off this thing. But yeah, that's dino DNA. Oh, it's such I, a good thing. We, we got the DNA from a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to our bottom three. Cause we got, guy. we got to, we got to go through these, yes. man. The worst, the worst ride vehicles Disneyland now again, we're not talking offer. about the rides. The rides themselves can not be wonderful, ride. and you can the just not like vehicle. the ride vehicle. That's right. Do you want to? Do you want to launch into ride this? Vehicles. I'm going to launch. All right, let's I'm going to launch into it. I'm nervous. I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with. I'm nervous. What may be a controversial? Yeah, thing. let's do it. The Splash Mountain logs. Yeah, yes. that's my number one yes. too. Splash Mountain, terrible ride vehicle. Terrible ride vehicle. Oh wait, vehicle. are you talking now, about Walt Disney World or Disneyland? Disney World. Disneyland. Okay. I mean Disneyland only. Yeah. Disney World. Fantastic ride vehicle. That's, You're sitting side by yeah. side in the Disney World yep. uh, uh, log. Disneyland. It is a personal space nightmare. Yeah. It's like, hey, have you right? ever been to Log Prison? Well, here you go. Hop in. Well, here you go. <laughs> this is your log. <laughs> Sit on this. Yeah. It's like straddling a picnic bench. <laughs> yeah. For five to seven minutes with total strangers sitting in your lap or you're sitting in a stranger's lap. Totally. And then the end of the ride, there, there, there's these planks, you know, there's these padded planks that separate you from the person. You see people all the time, they're leaning forward because they think that they're safe and then they get hit from behind or whatever and yes. they whack their head on that little padded thing. Oh, it's hilarious. And, and their feet are in your personal space because yeah. they're sticking their feet ahead of you. And it's just Did there, you want to ride this with my crotch? Very much so. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I know that there are separators. I know yeah. that there are seat separators. But for some reason, it does not feel like these seats are separated. So I always feel like I'm just sitting next to a total stranger and I am w entirely too close right. to them. 
in like a semi-intimate way. It's like you did find a park bench and you guys agreed to sit side saddle on it next to each other under a willow tree. (laughs) I feel like I should almost be holding their knees (laughs) as we're going down. So true. Because their knees are right at right near. They're next to me. They're they're basically just cuddling me the entire time. Pro tips, the the backs of those seats you can actually sit to in those if you have a a parent and a young child, they'll put you next to those. Uh, Pro pro tip, kind of depends on the cast member you get on as what the rules are for that because we have experienced wide ranges of rules it seems to be like in terms of what uh like hey my my daughter's five and i'm 40 can we sit next to each other and it's like nah you got to ride single file and the other person <laughs> being like hey do you want to ride back there with your wife <laughs> sure. i have uh i i have a story that i cannot wait to share oh, with you our... but it is it is not mine to share okay. it is my wife's to share about her experience most recent experience on splash mountain it will be a, we'll either pick it up here in the show or it will be another time. It'll be on our Princess, Princess Ride Mountain episode when that our, comes out. Our, the Princess Ride Mountain yeah. episode uh, where she will share her experience on Splash Mountain. It is hilarious. So stay tuned for that story because it is a doozy <laughs> of a story. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to hear it, Aaron. I can't wait for our <laughs> listeners to hear it. I am. I am wanting to hear it. Uh, my, my, my number two. Well, we agreed on number one. My number two is very similar for very similar reasons. So you can probably guess what it. it is. My favorite ride in the park has also my one of my least favorite ride vehicles. And that would be the Matterhorn ride vehicle is a chiropractic oh, exercise of isolation. I, I am always the one that ends up in the in the odd car like our family structure yep. it goes three and yes. then one and I'm always the one yep. that rides alone and the, th- yep. the thing will cure what ails you in the uh, oh my goodness <laughs> in the- Wait, if, if it does not separate all of your vertebrae right. and then put them back together maybe in the same assembly as they started you're lucky thunder mountain they say will uh will get kidney stones out that's like a legitimate thing they say about that ride that if you have kidney yeah. stones go ride thunder mountain I say Matterhorn all the way Matterhorn is, it's interesting because I thought about this ahead of time. I thought, will a show that is named Bobsleds and Banthas pick the Matterhorn Bobsled as one of the worst ride vehicles? And I thought, if I pick this, am I going to be screamed at by Aaron? Yeah. So I am actually very, very thankful that you were the one that took the, it's the lead on It's authentic, man. One. You're holding on to it and you're rattling down there and you're like, ah! It is, <laughs> it is awful. very uncomfortable. And the thing is, is they've made it softer over the yeah. years. They've actually reduced the amount of vibrations in that thing. Can you only imagine in 65 when that thing opened up how, I mean, you you would lose your fillings on it <laughs> on a regular basis, yeah. no doubt. It's rough. No doubt. I love it. It's rough. Give me your number two, Scott Storm. Uh, my number two is the teacups. Yes. Again, on my uh, list. Probably another, on my list. Is it sir. on your list? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Kind of controversial because people think it's uh, intimate and wonderful. It, it listen let's not it is a wonderful ride it is a wonderful ride there's no doubt about that it is magical it's playful it's uh, people love it kids love it families love it it's a wonderful ride it's a wonderful ride vehicle the teacup it's it's iconic right i cannot go on this thing anything that spins around in the same direction three times it's i'm done for there's just no way i can do it and so uh it is just one of those things that i I, I can't, I literally don't have the stomach for it. I literally do not yeah. have the stomach to go on the teacups. Um, ironically, though, Luigi's Rollicking Roadsters, which has a similar profile, not the exact same profile, but a similar profile, uh, that does not make me sick. And I think it's because of the intentionality with which that ride is designed so that it doesn't have that, we're spinning in the same direction over and over and over again to give you that nauseous feeling. 
Yeah, everybody I talk to on it wants a wants a. They call it a seniors version of that ride. I don't think that's the right. That sounds like not the right word. But but I, everybody I know like wants to ride that ride. But they kind of almost wish it was just sort of like a tour of the Alice part of the park. Like, do we have to do the yes, spinning and sure. all that? I want to sit in a teacup. I want to be under the lamps. I like the bump 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 bump. Right. Yep. Oh, 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 oh. Especially at night. Fantastic. It's fantastic. But yeah, I, nobody likes to spin. I think. Some versions of that ride, it feels like you can get like, uh, like burn your hands if you're going too fast. And I don't know if it's that oh my one. Gosh, or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. L- let me ask you a question about the mad tea. Party, Please do. Though. You could, you could theoretically get in that teacup and not spin the spinner. And then you're just dealing with one type of rotation. Yeah. It's really, it's really, I think the biggest problem is getting into that ride with your kids who want to spin that thing as fast fast as humanly yeah. possible it's like and, so many uh, things in life where you're like yeah no I'm, we're just gonna relax and I'm, I'm not we're not gonna spin it this time and then you're like yep. maybe i just spin it like once though i'm making sure it works and then you just end up spinning it and then the next thing is the next thing you know you're just you're leaning over the edge of the teacup yeah. just just causing a protein spill it's, that's going to shut down that ride for the next 25 anybody can minutes. find the exit on that ride as you just get off and you try to act normal you're like i'm cool i'm fine like, I'm, I'm cool i'm, not dizzy, I'm cool I'm as you're just stumbling into other yeah, teacups trying to find the yes. exit uh, All right. So what's your what's your last one? Or, yeah. Are you down to an honorable mention? Yeah, my, I'm down to an honorable mention, which is, I think, going to okay. be controversial, real controversial. Uh, my my last one. Let me say my last yeah. one. Uh, this is a this is a catch all. OK. And I'm going to say anything, any ride vehicle in a bug's land. Oh, wow. All ride vehicles wow. in a bug's land. Uh, I just don't like any one choo-choo. of them. Heimlich's choo-choo, uh, you know, because they're all off-the-shelf ride right, vehicles. Of none of them were, none of them were original. None of them took any real imagineering except for the skins that they wore. Right. So you've got bumper cars, and and don't get me wrong, like bumper cars are fun. They're lots of fun. Not at, Heimlich's not at choo-choo, Disneyland, man. The little the Disneyland. little mini roller coaster. It's fine. Not at Disneyland. Exactly. I I there, yeah. there really needs to be a higher level there. And so anything that's in a bug's land. I'm I'm fine with it all being gone. Not to mention that one of them also is a is a spinner, which uh, again can't go on. Uh, see the see my last pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good call. Mine's going to be real controversial. Then I should have gone with that Bugs Land thing, but uh, I picked Casey Junior's train. I know. Oh, I know, interesting. I know. Is is it because you feel like a caged animal when you uh, when you ride? The in only it? good uh, if you sit too close to the front, I believe it's a little smelly. The only good seat is on the back, and people literally skip the train. They'll skip their. Sp- They'll let it go by and be first so that they can sit in the caboose of Casey Jr.'s. And so when you get this. Weird, Why is the caboose better? It's open. It's open air. And oh, it's open. Yeah, air. it's it's got yeah. it's the funnest spot on there. And we've had it happen where people will skip it. We've uh, to rewrite uh, to get that spot. And uh, my wife, who gets into more fights in Disneyland than you would think. She's actually uh, this is not an <laughs> uncommon theme. Uh, we almost got in a fight with a with another couple for the, for that caboose. And I'm like honey look at me I like an actual fight yeah like, like i can't she's actually fi- picking fights at disneyland yeah yeah i've got two fight stories yeah and i'm like look at me like i can't fight anybody would you stop picking were, fights with people wait, were you the family in toontown last yeah. year is that what happened yeah, yeah remember that video <laughs> oh i saved a baby in toontown another that's another episode was that before or after your uh your wife punched same, out a cast same member? story it's just a different same story just a different okay. ending yeah Casey oh, okay. Jr.'s train, very claustrophobic, takes a long time to load, unload, a lot of anxiety right before you get on. There, it, there, there's anxiety to that ride um, of what which one you're going to get, and so I don't like that anxiety. Uh, there's a sweetness to it with young kids. Totally. That's the thing. Like, I like the ride. Like, I, would, do you continue to ride it? Absolutely. Do you still yep. ride it even with older kids at this point? Yep. Because I, 
I could see myself passing on that, yeah. to be totally honest. But the fact that I have younger kids, it's a fun, like, I don't mind going into the animal cages yeah. because it's a fun experience to be in there with just your kids. Oh, oh, I, I have, I do have an honorable mention for a, uh, one of the best, uh, you had your, one of your least favorite ride vehicles of all time outside of Disneyland. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have one of my favorite ride vehicles of all time outside of Disneyland. Okay. So why don't you, why don't you redeem this segment Ooh, by going with your least favorite, uh, ride vehicle of all time outside of Disneyland. And I'll go with my, my favorite. My least favorite ride vehicle, uh, Outside of Disneyland would be the Harry Potter coffins on Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey at Universal Studios. Harry Potter coffins. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't okay, like... You're not redeeming this. I don't Keep like going. those things at all. Uh, and then I wasn't a fan of The Edge, which was at uh, Paramount's Great America down in Santa Clarita, California. What is that? Explain this. The, Explain this. The Edge was uh, a drop ride. So it was kind okay. of like a Tower of Terror, except for zero theming. Uh, and you just got in what felt like a cattle like a cattle elevator and they, they raised you to the top and then they dropped you and then you ended the ride on your back. And then it kind of just, it it was like, it was right. It was like riding a chain link fence uh, that you'd been pushed out of an (laughs) airplane, pushed out of an airplane. Right. Wait, it's like riding a chain link fence that you got pushed out of an airplane. You don't remember the edge at great America. Oh, you lived in Minnesota or Minneapolis or, or Missoula, Montana. Uh, that reminds me of what's it's just a, you said it's a drop tower where yeah. you end on your back yeah. basically. Yep. Okay, so uh, in Cedar Point, uh, again, I grew up outside of Detroit, so the closest amusement park that we had was a place called Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, uh, a, ph- a phenomenal uh, amusement park uh, that is just a uh, roller coaster ha- uh, haven themed after just Tommy a, Boy. Is that correct? Yeah, sure. Right. Why not? Keep going. Uh, and uh, and they had a drop ride called the Demon Drop. Okay. And the Demon Drop was sort of the first type of the of the drop rides where it lifted you up, click, 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 count to three, boom, it drops yeah. you, and then you end up on your back. So yes, probably the the chain link fence getting kicked out of a of an airplane is is accurate. Yeah. Probably the same ride. Uh, Those are probably the same ride that we're talking about. They probably were. I mean, that's uh, again not to rabbit trail too much, but that's the beauty of uh, Tower of Terror, right? Was they took a, a drop ride a fairly common type of ride but completely plussed it up in this really new new and unique way and put a, an amazing story all yeah. around it right on what's your favorite my favorite outside of disney ride system is the amazing adventures of spider-man at the islands of adventure in orlando uh it is it was created in 2001 is when it opened and it remains an absolutely amazing you're looking it up right now i can I see am. You. i don't know look what on it your is. face it's looking it looks up. like it is a uh, it is a dark ride system that is 3D based, and it, it was the first of its kind to mix uh, physical sets with 3D screen sets and to an incredible effect. So there are, are moments in the ride where you are you're looking at what looks like a cityscape, and then all of a sudden there are real fire effects that are taking place. And they're uh, and and they they do tricks. They trick your eye into believing that you're floating and then falling. And they do that by not only a screen moving, but then also physical sets moving past you. Amazing. It's, uh, so it's it's it, v- similar but very different than Transformers at Universal Studios Hollywood. It's the exact same. Uh, Transformers is the exact same ride system. Okay. But but Amazing Spider Man was the first one to do it, and uh, and and does it better. Right on, man. Better. That looks awesome. So I'm assuming again, I neither you or or I have ridden Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. But I am assuming that Rise of the Resistance is the next step in this type of ride vehicle and ride experience. Fun, man. Top three, worst three, bunch of honorable mentions. 
Hey, if you've got one that uh, we did not talk about, we want to know. So you should either hit us up on Instagram or email us. Let us know what your top uh, ride vehicles at Disneyland are, your bottom ride vehicles. Are you a Grizzly River Rapids kind of person? Mm. Are you a Goofy's Sky School kind of person? Uh, are you a... A California Screaming and Credit Coaster. Do you like when bars go over your shoulder? Do you like when they sit down and they, they put... Uh, have you noticed my, I have a theme to all mine? All mine are, are about being entrapped. Yeah, you don't like, you do not like, you like the freedom. You I like do. torso freedom. I do. You appreciate a freedom of torso. So are you not a, a roller coaster no, fan? No, no, I, I love roller coasters. I can deal with it. It's fine. It's cool. You just don't like the, the confined space. Yeah. You don't like feeling confined. Hey, listen, uh, this episode has been a blast to record, but we're at the end of it, folks. Aww. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we love making the show, and we sure hope that you enjoy listening to it. This has been Bob Suds and Banthas. Uh, as you know, we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If we're not there, we want to be, so get a hold of us and let us know where we should be so we can put the show there. I think we're working on a couple of uh, new places to put the podcast. Apparently, people listen to, to, to podcasts on YouTube. Did you know this? No. It's like a huge place for people to listen to podcasts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They just kind of watch. Uh, they just kind of listen to the audio and watch the black screen. You're saying we should be I on guess YouTube? So, so we'll be on YouTube at some point. Yeah. Uh, but if there's another place outside of YouTube that you think we should be, let us know. Uh, please be sure to subscribe. It really helps. Uh, it helps the show. We also would really love it if you left us a review on iTunes because not only do we want to know what you think of the show, but it really helps other people find the show as well. It gets us, uh, gets us more visible within iTunes. And we really appreciate that. Uh, you can visit us at bobsledsandbanthas.com. You can email us info at bobsledsandbanthas.com and you can always follow up with us on Instagram we're at bobsledsandbanthas we have a lot of fun over there yeah. we just uh, we we have a, a lot of great uh interactions with listeners and fans and we're just having a great community over there a wonderful supportive community over on Instagram at bobsledsandbanthas uh, other than that that's our show folks yeah. uh and no, you say uh, something I, like I, yeah you what you're going to do now do that i'm going to do that yeah. why don't you do it I don't know what it is. Uh, I've been Scott. He's been Aaron. This has been Sleds, and he was a Bob. Good enough. Was that close? We'll see you next week. Don't worry There's going to be music right here anyways. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, There has been a lot of discussion about what my house is. Yeah. And it vacillates. It's interesting because I thought it was Ravenclaw. Really? Yes. But it like I I, if I do like a uh, you know like a a quiz on it or test, those are not accurate. But keep going. Whenever I do, it vacillates between Slytherin and and uh, Gryffindor. I'm sorry. Did you just say vacillates? It vacillates. That's a Ravenclaw word, though. Nobody in Gryffindor (laughs) knows what the word vacillates mean. They know like pride, courage, buddy system. (laughs) Yeah. If you're using the word vacillates, you're a Ravenclaw with me. I don't feel like, but I feel like Ravenclaw. You got a couple I, Hufflepuff kids. I've noticed. Listen, my my my. I know your wife, kids are Hufflepuffs already. I could just tell. Oh, one of them is a Hufflepuff. Yeah, but desires to be a Gryffindor. The other two are Gryffindors. Okay, is it the one that reads uh, at night under the like Dad? Who's who's the Hufflepuff? Yeah, uh, the one who is a Hufflepuff. It has like an undying loyalty to his friends. Okay, like yeah. there like there is no like you will never break the friendship bond. No matter what, yeah. If I mean, if uh, good, what a good friend. He's a good friend. So he's uh, he's looking, a, is he taking applications right now to become a friend. Yeah, I uh, could do some. Yeah, you could you could get on the waiting list. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right on. Uh, and my wife is clearly clearly Ravenclaw. Yeah, welcome. Like, 
Welcome, Absa. Uh, wait, what's your wife's name? Partial? No, that's my name. I don't know. What do you come up with? Uh, calm before. Calm before. Calm Her before the storm. Yeah, calm before is in the house. House Ravenclaw. Welcome. Uh, welcome. So I, I feel like I should be a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I have the desire to. I don't know what I desire to be. I don't feel like any of them are really the right ones for me. Mm. You Interesting. know? Yeah. I like. I feel like I should. Like, I guess if I had a house affiliation, like if if I had gun to my head. Wand to my head. Wow, I don't know what world this is in, but okay. Wand to my head, I have to decide. Yeah. I like they say sorting hat is out. Now you have to make the decision. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You have your phone on? <laughs> well, I do have to go to a meeting, apparently. You ever been to Warner Brothers, the Warner Brothers studio tour? No. They have a pretty legit sorting hat. Uh, at least they did. They the sorting a, hat experience? Yeah, sorting hat experience. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Lady has the sorting hat or a guy or whoever, and they have I think they have something in their pocket that lets them pick which house you're gonna get. Is it like an audio animatronic hat? It is, yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's a pretty good hat, I remember. And uh, but I think she's listening to dialogue in line, like, oh, I hope I get Gryffindor, and then she's like, "So you're Ravenclaw?" Oh yeah. What do you pick me a Slytherin? That's what all people always say. No, I'm so I would, tired of it. I don't think I pick. So you tired of it, Scott Storm. No, I can see a little bit of a. I can see a little bit of a Hufflepuff. You're a good. You're a go along guy. You're a go along get along guy. Yeah, I'm a go along get along guy. See, that's the thing. Like, if you don't pick Gryffindor. Like is Gryffindor the hero house? It is. Like so, like you you have anything that's not Gryffindor yeah. is like well you're not as it's cool. The Archie house. It's yeah. It's the Archie house. Yeah. So is uh, Hufflepuff or Jug- Jugheads? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I think I may have. No, I, I think yeah, I think Betty's Betty's a Hufflepuff. Oh my gosh, we're having an Archie comment. Uh, Veronica definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah, right? for sure. Yes, there's no so doubt about Slytherin. that. Yeah, she's very Slytherin. And who's the um uh, Reggie? It, Reggie. Yeah, he's Slytherin too, right? Yeah. He's like the slimy one. He is a little slimy. Man, yeah. Reggie. What a jerk. Yeah. Well, but Archie, yeah, Archie's a Gryffindor. For sure. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.